Hello, welcome to episode four of the Cinefreak Show. My name's Andy, and this is... Marcus. Right. How are you doing, mate? I'm very good, thank you. Okay, so uh, how's it going? It's going well. Settling uh, in? I am settling in now, yeah, just get, getting the hang of it. Right, Gaz leaving you alone? Um, uh, mostly, mostly, right. mostly, yeah. Sometimes he needs, he, he's complaining about he needs an upgrade or something like right. that. But, yeah. hey, but he he yeah. does. Needs more RAM, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> actually, that's the point. What film we got? What film we got tonight, guys? Uh, tonight's cinematic offering is quite a unique experience. We take a delightful leap into the world of zombie mayhem with the 1980 film Nightmare City. Brace yourselves for a wild ride filled with undead chaos, cheesy special effects, and a healthy dose of B-movie charm. Before we jump right in, let's get a taste of the thrills to come with the trailer for Nightmare City. Top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind the Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Information from an official source, which reached our newsroom this afternoon, stresses the seriousness of the situation. Mr. Miller, something very serious has happened at the airport. But until we conclude our investigation, and take the necessary countermeasures, nothing is going to leak out. Nothing. Last night I had this nightmare. It was all about my leg. It was a big explosion. It was right here in the hospital. I got hit. My leg got cut off. Well, we don't have to worry over that any longer. Jim, your leg's going to be just fine. Yes? This is Civil Defense Headquarters. General Murchison would like you to come down here right away. Now! This individual and others like him have been subjected to strong doses of atomic radiation which increase their physical capacities beyond the norm. In short, it's a kind of a superman. This is Channel 5 TV station. They're being attacked. For God's sakes, send somebody fast. The victims of these creatures are contaminated, even if they only suffer minor injuries. Then they can reproduce themselves, Colonel, say, indefinitely. We'll be completely on our own. We'll simply have to declare a state of emergency ourselves, or before we all become contaminated just like them. Could a thing like this happen? It's part of the vital cycle of the human race. Create and obliterate until we destroy ourselves. Have special commando units positioned at all strategic points in and around the city. Public buildings, offices, and businesses alike have been ravaged, and damage is estimated in the hundreds of thousands. Lives have been lost, with the end still not in sight. My God, Sheila, what's going on? I don't know. I really don't know. So yes, Nightmare City. Nightmare City. A serious 
penetrating study of <laughs> no no this is a terrible film <laughs> but good terrible good terrible it's a lot of fun so um <clears throat> This is 1980. This is mm, somewhere in the middle, I suppose, of the original zombie boom. Mm -hmm. um, because you had Dawn of the Dead, 1977, I think. Um, zombie Flesh Eaters, the, which is Zombie 2 in Europe. All that kind of stuff. And this is kind of smack bang in the middle of this, I guess. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. It's when uh, Zombie Film... When zombie films still had sort of a, a, a sort of initial cachet, do you think? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were big. Mm. I mean, Dawn of the Dead was huge. Um, zombie Flesh Eaters was, you know, they were knocking them out, mm. which is you can always tell when they were, you know, these films are popular because there's sort of, you know, the Italians would make about hundred clone copies of whatever was successful. And this is one of them. This is an Italian film mm -hmm. um, directed by. Uh, and let's say a fairly notorious director, um, Umberto Lenzi, uh, he of uh, Candle Ferox fame, okay. which is a bit strange actually because watching this film now, um, I was I haven't seen it for quite a while, and I was expecting more in the gore department, right? Because okay. mm. you know he he was kind of it's not it it's not all he was about, but. He wasn't afraid of splashing a bit of blood around. So we start the film with a journalist, with we Hugo, did. Hugo Stiglitz. So he's a reporter in, I think they try and pretend it's an Italian city, mm -hmm. but I think it was actually filmed in Madrid. Right, yeah. Uh, which, you know, is quite common in those days. Um, so anyway, he's, he's, we get a load of spiel at the beginning of the film about an accident or an incident that's occurred at some nuclear centre. Some facility. Some kind of facility. Something's kind of gone wrong. Um, something's happened. And uh, the scientists are coming back to the to a base in this city. They're flying back. Um, but it's all quite vague. They're kind of throwing a bit of pseudoscience out there on the, on the news report. Um... So anyway, Hugo's job is to go and interview the, the professor who's leading this, this band of scientists. So he, he dutifully goes off to the airport. Mm -hmm. We follow him. <clears throat> the plane lands. Yeah, military plane, wasn't it? Really? It was a Hercules military plane, all camouflaged up. And then what happens? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a question. Yeah, yeah. This is the first... What the moment of the film basically because you're expecting these guys to sort of there's a big kind of yeah the door opens well let, sorry to backtrack for a second right no sorry. no that's fine <clears throat> they they have a tower yes they do and people in the tower uh, are trying to communicate with the uh, plane because it's not identifying itself right that's right it's silent isn't it yeah so there's a bit of what's going on here why they're not identifying <clears> themselves <throat> Um, <clears throat> we need to direct them to a separate uh, runway that's sort of away from everybody else because we're not quite sure what's happening here. Right. We're kind of taking a, a kind of stance that since they're choosing not to talk to us, we're going to have some sort of military protocol and, right. and keep them away from everybody else. Right, right. Are, that was kind of set up, wasn't it? But right. You're not quite sure what's happening. Yeah, because there is a load of guys weighing outside. Um 
With machine guns. Yeah. What's up, machine guns? <clears throat> so the door opens, and the presser does come out. Wait for a moment, and, and then, yeah, the, the, it sort of opens down, doesn't it? Like the door. The cargo door, door or the, the, the passenger the door, door opens. Mm. Yeah, he, he kind of looks around. He looks a bit, mm, I don't know. Disheveled. Yeah, I guess. He, yeah, he's been through the wars. Um, and then... Well, all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> they come tumbling out with axes. Yeah. And whatever bloody... Implements they can have. Yeah, whatever hand. they can lay their hands on and just start killing people. Essentially. That's, all, that's, what that's it. That's, these are the zombies. Yeah. They they're kind of irradiated zombies. That's the, that's the angle they've yeah. gone for. So this experiment that they were part of has obviously gone awry and has had some physiological effects on all the personnel involved. Right. Um, they're and coming back now and, well, this is where, you know, the, the fun starts. Yeah. Um, the way that they, the way the film tells us that they've been irradiated is basically by sticking a cow pout in their face. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yes. They look like they fall in the cow pout. They could do with some clerics or something yeah, like that. It's, they haven't gone for the sort of the Dawn of the Dead's green skin thing or decaying no, skin. Yeah, yeah. It's more like burnt radiation looking yeah. at it. Yeah. It really does look like a like a fake cow pat, you know, like a sort of joke shop cow pat. <laughs> They've just taken these and sort of shape. The makeup is pretty uh, Artistic license. Oh, boy, yeah. And some. <clears throat> it's pretty bad. The effects in this film are really pretty bad, I'd say. it's. It feels like a rush job, which, because it almost certainly was. You know, it's a cash-in. Um, Hugo, our hero, is standing watching this with his cameraman, Looking slightly appalled, <laughs> as you would. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's filming it all, isn't he, obviously? Yeah, he's filming it, yeah. But, you know, he, like any good reporter, he thinks, right, I've got to go and report on this. Mm. So he legs it. He doesn't get involved. A, wi- a wise choice. A very wise choice. Yeah. Um, and um, so he, he kind of retreats. Um, so he goes back to where he works wasn't it yeah he goes back to the tv studio so he works in a tv studio yeah yeah, yeah. he's not the only one though because, it works no 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 because we've got the italian whatever the italian equivalent of pan's people <laughs> it's a very 70s thing ladies and very gentlemen. 70s thing <coughs> pan's yeah. people check um, it out on youtube yeah if you don't know what pan's people is basically they were and clearly the, i bet you a lot of european countries had this because don't forget disco is still alive yeah yeah, yeah. So, basically, if you've never seen Pan's People, they were a TV dance troupe, yeah. and basically, if the t- if the TV studio needs to fill in like twenty minutes or ten minutes or whatever, they would fart about. Yeah, if, dancing if, to whatever the hits was. If the band couldn't make it to the studio, <laughs> Pan's People danced to the song instead. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they were kind of professional filler. I mean, you know, not to do them down, but. It is what it is, or yeah, it was yeah. what it was, and clearly the Italians, you know, suffered the same fate. And um, so, yeah, so he, he, he goes back to the, the studio where this is being actually, I think they're doing a rehearsal the, for a live yes. broadcast later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all that's going on. And <laughs> he gets called in, doesn't he? He... He has sort of a certain amount of authority. He's quite high up in the, in the, in the TV yeah yeah he's, he's clearly the, the go-to man for 
and he speaks to his boss or has some sort of conversation say look I've got a I've got this producer film yeah. I, this is an emergency broadcast I need to take over sorry pans people we need to <laughs> take, take over your slot right. <laughs> sacrifice have to be made <laughs> yeah so that's right so he tries to go he, he goes on he goes live with it um or tries to go or live. tries to go live gets cut off because you know hey that's that's what happens his, his boss man gets a phone call Right, he gets he gets a phone call. This you know, we're starting to see the the beginnings of the you know the the suppression because it's the same old story. You know, we can't let people know about this because they're going to panic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Rightfully so, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. These people need to know because this shit's outrageous. <laughs> and um and the and the other thing we we should say is these guys don't go down easy. No. It's not like a you know your, your typical zombie film. You know, the one one bullet to the head and right. they're gone. No, 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 no. They get shot multiple times from you know an arm's length away, and they still come back at you. Nearly always with a hatchet. That is definitely the weapon That's, of choice that, in this film. Yeah, the zombie weapon of choice. Yeah, hatchet or a big knife. I don't know where that comes from, but um, I guess it looks good on camera. So yeah, so that gets shut down. And then we start seeing, uh, meeting some more of the characters. We start to meet the military. Mm-hmm. I say that in quotes um, because there's not much military about them, to be perfectly honest. Um, we, well, I mean, they're, they're kind of useless, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get to see the Major and his right. wig. Yes. Yes, that's quite a wig. Y- yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, and his, his pretty wife. Yes, he does have a lovely wife. Mm. Uh, she's a sculptress. Um, and I think, actually, he's at home, isn't he? I think he starts. He he, he was trying to get it on. Right. That's right. Yeah, he's, it's getting all a bit filthy. Um, that scene did make me slightly uncomfortable because, they, I don't, you know, yeah, you, you can see it for yourself. But um, He got was, a phone call, didn't he? Get, he, he, he gets getting, a phone call. He was yeah. getting interrupted. <clears throat> right. Mid-flow. So. I, just something about that. Him and his wife and the wig. It was it was like a sort of dirty threesome, really. It was just it wasn't good. Anyway, so so yeah, the major. Oh boy. Now I don't know about you, but he he kind of that uniform because he's kind of in his combat fatigues. Mm-hmm. He just looked like he'd borrowed them. A sack of potatoes. He really you? did. Mm. He's not, he was not a trim looking man, was he? No. No, so it's all starting to go down, and he gets he gets called back to head headquarters, um, where we meet the general, mm-hmm. um, Mel Ferreira. Yes, a, a quite famous actor, in fact. Yeah, well, you get this a lot in seventies and eighties films, where it was kind of if you know, in order to sell the film in America, they would get an elder, elderly. They would get an older. Um, American actor, or you know, yeah, somebody maybe wanted a holiday. Yeah, they kind of pass their prime in terms yeah. of the acting, but <clears throat> they still have. They give the film a bit of gravitas, <clears throat> bit of gravitas, a bit of star quality. Um, he really doesn't look like he's into this. He, he, no, he really does walk. He, you know, he can't. He's a bit of a zombie himself in this film. I think <laughs> it's a payday. He's getting paid, yeah, man. He's yeah. hanging out in right. it, it, Spain or wherever right. they film. Hey, he's you know nice. right. exactly. I've just got to deal deal with it. Uh, yeah. 
so anyway so he's he's our he's our general he's our guy in charge and um so he's assessed the situation in i like the control room by the way that with the little map well. yeah, yeah well. and people hitting buttons yeah lots of people hitting a lot buttons. of flashing different colored buttons yeah it was in those days there's a lot of that going on and they got a lovely map of the city like a proper sort of 3d map doesn't do them any good at all but it looks nice yeah and um, they decide, in, in their infinite wisdom, that what we need to deal with this serious situation mm-hmm. is Plan H. Plan H, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the hell happened to Plan A through to G? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so bad. You have to go straight to Plan H. <laughs> well, I don't think much of Plan H, honestly. So, I mean, what the hell, A and J? You know, <coughs> yeah, they, they must have been really bad. They yeah. must have been really bad. Like, Plan A must have been, like, do bugger all because just scream just just panic and, and scream like a girl yeah so yeah we go to plan h what that means i have no idea but that sounds good I it sounds good so we see them and it doesn't exactly inspire confidence um especially because the only thing we've really seen so far is the attack at the airport mm-hmm. um <clears throat> now then Pan's people get it. Well, this is the thing where it kind of like, I, I, I'm kind of in limbo about what happened, really. Um, so the attack was at the airport. Right. And then for some reason... <coughs> for plot reasons. The continuation of the attack started when Pan's people were actually, you know, doing their routine live on TV. Yeah. So obviously he got uh, the main character. He mm. got cut off from his uh, delivery he did and then he was that was substituted for pan's people yeah so they're doing their thing right and then all of a sudden the the the, the studio is assaulted by zombies zombies with hatchets <laughs> and pan's people get it they do they get it live on air <laughs> um you know plan h has got to go out the window now surely yeah I'd, I'd say so you know because like a lot of people are watching this Oh, who didn't want to watch Pan's people right. you know young boys and their dads we, it was a 70s thing we, we, we sat and we watched Pan's people we did yeah. Um, yeah so they get attacked live on air and it's this is the, like the first kind of I'd, well you've got the attack at the airport but this is the first kind of uh, we're going to splash the blood around kind mm. of scene mm. it's I don't honestly know how effective that was even then because you know these things change with time hmm. you know you look back at, even though you look back at dawn of the dead the effects yeah they're well done but you know you can still see you can still see the yeah, seams yeah. and all the rest of it so for the time brilliant this isn't on that level no, this is a you know a, 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 you know a cheaper version of that, if you like. Very, very much so. Um, so you know, take that take that into account. Yeah, it? I mean, bear in mind, you know, a lot of films would get banned for this kind of level of violence, yeah. and and did. Yeah, mor- morally in those days, yeah. Right, that, yeah. Oh, you had you had the, the video nasties thing and all that kind of stuff. Um, they never banned this movie, <laughs> which I think says a hell of a lot. Right. Okay. Because there is a lot of violence, but no, I don't think even then anybody took this seriously. Yeah, yeah. There's a kind of 
it's comedic the word i don't know uh, how to frame that really it's um, a bit amateurish yeah yeah you're so amateurish really? that you, you, you didn't take it too seriously yeah no so. no I, I i just don't think these things are hard to judge but i don't think this was ever a you know i don't think this ever kind of got the seedy reputation of just outrageously gratuitous yeah, kind of, yeah. this isn't like a you know a, a cannibal holocaust or anything like that this is this is just cheap trash but a lot of fun because I mean, one thing I will say, it doesn't let up. It, it does kind of. <coughs> yeah, it's quite relentless. Yeah, it yeah, is so. quite relentless. It, you know, you get, you do get the boring exposition scenes where they explain the pseudo side. Everybody stands around and they explain the whole zombie thing, and it takes about ten minutes. But you get that in a lot of zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of par for the course. But yeah, so they they attack they attack um, Pan's people, and Pan's people are dead. Yeah, that's it. The Italian pans people are gone, mate. <laughs> and they do. Did you notice that they do this great thing, and they really, really, really overuse it? Where they obviously they make they make somebody up as if they've just been attacked, mm-hmm. and they position the camera behind them so the zombie will come up, approach the victim, um, you know, gore them with a hatchet or whatever, and then they spin around and they reveal the the terrible makeup. Yeah, yeah. I love that, and they do that too. <laughs> so often this movie they completely overuse it because if you do that once you can kind of get away with it but they do it like four or five times it's great yeah so they they knock off pan's people and um we're thinking what's going to happen next because they're unstoppable this lot yeah but they seem to have a purpose don't they they're not quite your your mindless type of zombie are they oh no 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 they they're kind of they're kind of pissed off they seem like really angry about something mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um you're not really sure what um and they yeah they do they do the sort of flesh eating thing but it's like they're they're on a journey somewhere they wouldn't need to get somewhere mm. i don't know where but they do need to drink blood don't they to 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 continue their existence so uh, yeah they're constantly on the lookout aren't they yeah maybe they're just really really hungry <laughs> but they're very energetic for zombies they, they are actually yeah they don't sort of shuffle around no no no, no no they, no they, they come full steam ahead of you. no they, they 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 really go for it so yeah so we have that and then we you know as this film does kind of go back and forth a lot between the different characters um so for instance we we have the attack and, and pan's people and then we see uh there's a little clip of uh hugo's wife Yes, she's doing her sculpture, isn't she? In the no, house? no, 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 no. Hugo's wife oh. is the doctor. Yes. Um, you weren't completely convinced. <laughs> you said something very unkind about how believable she was as a doctor. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> and I make you right because I didn't believe it for a second. The thing is that sets up the hospital mm-hmm. as well, and so we're thinking, ah, this is they're gonna. This is where they're gonna go next. Nobody else works that out, by the way. No. I mean, well, the thing is, like, the, the military have put Plan H in, into action, but they haven't stopped them. Like, there's nobody, there's nobody actually getting in their way, going anywhere. They get to the bloody, they get to Pan's people. Nobody he, prevented he, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you can vote either way on that one, but like, they get to the hospital later. <laughs> yeah, there's no kind of um, uh, martial law or anything no. like that, is it? No. No, you don't see anybody. There's no roadblocks or there's one helicopter in the whole movie. 
they're going to fall basically pretending to be three different ones yeah so <clears throat> so we meet her we know she's going to be a character later we yeah we go back to see the, the major's wife because she has a weird they, they set up a false scare <clears throat> Which uh, is weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird because it, it wasn't kind of resolved, really, was it? So she's got no. a sculpture. Yeah. She's doing a sculpture thing. She goes off and then she hears a noise, doesn't she? Yeah, well, she hears a noise and she comes into the room. And if I remember correctly, there's a a blade in one of her sculptures with so blood on a, it. Yeah, so she's doing a sculpture, uh, a head, <clears throat> a head sculpture. And then, yeah, we find that there's a, there's a large knife sticking in the face of the sculpture. Yeah, with blood on it. Yeah, and you're like, okay, there's a zombie. That's what you'd expect, wasn't it? You, yeah. The zombie's made its way into that into the house. Right. There's no explanation for that. <laughs> it's purely a false scare. It, it, it completely false. Doesn't mean anything. So, yeah. But we also know that she's going to be involved at some point. Yeah, so maybe they're just sort of <clears throat> priming you and yeah. sort of tr- tricking you in a way. Right. We're setting up a scene for later. Um, and then we see another character. We get introduced to another character, which is the general's daughter. Mm. Um, and he's he's got a very nice house, by the way. <laughs> did you? I did say that, It's yeah, basically a mansion. Yeah. Um, I'm sure generals get paid pretty well, but you know he's she's by the pool and yeah, hanging yeah. out, and she you know, yeah. having enjoying the the high life there. The high life, um, and the soldier appears and tells her, "Right, you got to get home. You got to get to the to the the base. Daddy wants you back." Yeah, there's a problem, and Daddy wants to speak to you. Right, <clears throat> and of course, in these films, generals thought us are as brats. Yeah, yeah, definitely a petulant type. Yeah, it, it just goes to the territory. And she kind of she's with a boyfriend, um, <clears throat> and she doesn't want to go. She want to do what daddy says, you know. She wants to hang out, you know. So yeah, smoke, smoke some weed and whatever. Um, so they, but she, they, they basically circum. They tell the soldier to, you know, we'll be there in a minute, and then bugger off around the, you know, around the corner, jump in a van, don't yeah, they? and then get in the van and. and, and None of that. Let's just go off and, you know, meet some people and hang out. Right. No curiosity about what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, Dad's trying to restrict me, man. Hey, you know, stop with this, you know, this heavy military vibe, man. Exactly. So they're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Literally just hanging out by a field. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, near the road. Yeah, there's a field (laughs) near the road. Just hanging out by the road like like having a party. (laughs) um, And, you know... It's no surprise that they come to a sticky end. Mm-hmm. They find a body, don't they? They see a body. They do. And they're not quite sure what's going on with that. Right. And then a van turns up, a car turns up. I think a car turns up. Yeah. And I think they recognise the people. They're actually some people That's that they right. Know. It's people they know, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Now, how this lot got infected, whatever. It's a zombie movie. Um, and they, they basically kill them. Kill them immediately, yeah. <laughs> what else are they going to do? <laughs> um, it, I just thought that was a weird character because, like, they, they you don't, you don't meet, you don't meet those two for like, I don't know, thirty minutes into the film, and then they're killed like ten minutes later. <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no kind of build up of empathy or no, oh, will yeah. they make it? Well, you just oh, well, these two are going to die. Yeah, whatever. It's like they've forgotten to put them in the script and just shoved them in the middle of somewhere. What do we get next? We get the attack on the substation. Or I think it's a substation. 
Yes, yeah, so the zombies are going for the substation. So um, they're very tactical zombies. Yeah, they're very tactical. They, they seem, you know, more tactical than the military. Really, yeah, don't they? they're way ahead of the military. <laughs> so they're on plan fucking plan Z, Z or something. Bollocks, plan H. We've seen the paperwork. That's no good. So yeah, so they they attack the substation. Again, you don't know why exactly, but they 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 know why apparently. And they all pile out of vans. I love the way they they kind of they can get about. Yeah, yeah they're, they're resourceful zombies. They really are. <laughs> like they think, how are we going to do this? We need to go in more handy. We need a, we need the element of surprise. Right, vans. It's the way to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, they turn up, and smack, and there's some soldiers there, and they kill them. Yeah, over, overpower them quite easily, <clears> don't they? I just come charging out of that those vans, and they're, they're done, mate. And they they love a hatchet. Very much so. They really do, yeah. Um, most people in this film get killed by a hatchet. Hatchet and a very large knife. And I think because I think because that's cheap. Yeah, we go to a local hardware store. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to do the whole kind of thing of you know making a sort of flesh uh, wounds, you know, where the person's got to bite into Just and all that. Do a chop and you just do a chop. You know, I mean, there's literally people, like actors on the floor with just a line of blood. And it is like they've just come up with a paintbrush and go, Shh. There you go. That's it. That's you. <laughs> Victim number three, you know. So there's a, I think that's 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 what's going on there. Um so we get that and like I say, this film doesn't let up. We get then we get the attack on the hospital. Yeah, so you know, they're coordinating <clears throat> their attacks. Yeah. Uh, um I think maybe the hospital is because they they'd said in the sort of scientific pseudo scientific assessment, the military that they need blood to continue because right. of some I don't know the way they their physiology is after this radiation that they need to continually renew their blood supply yeah some load of old rubbish pseudoscience um, so obviously the hospitals are the place to go it's the place to go and um, it's always a kind of good venue for that kind of thing because you get loads of people running around screaming um, corridors yeah, yeah corridors and there's a great scene in in, in when there's a, an operating room. Do you yes, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's being operated on one there, I guess. Because <laughs> he's the poor surgeons there. He, the lights are already gone, and I think there's one of the nurses using a torch, like a a flashlight, so he can carry on the operation. And they come in, and they come in in a mask. I think one of them comes in in a mask. He's <laughs> like, "I'm going to trick you. I'm going to trick you for about three seconds." And um, yeah, so that's all over. And that, yeah, they attack the surgeon. It's that's kind of oh, the surgeon gets it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of gory highlight because they stab him and all this kind of thing. Um, and there's people running around, and this is where we kind of get together with our hero because mm. he's gone there to meet his wife, who's yeah, a doctor. He's a doctor, yes. Because he's seen the he's seen the horror firsthand. Yeah, he knows what's coming, so he wants to save his wife. Right. So and they sort of the, the the story tends to sort of follow them afterwards um, after this big this massacre. Now there's a, there's a car there's a little bit with a car. Is that at the hospital? I can't remember. Do you remember he's he's got one on the on the front of his car? Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, was he trying to escape the hospital? Oh, or was I can't it, was remember. He trying to get to the hospital, I can't. I quite can't remember. remember. But there's there's a little bit of that going on. I don't know. If it, did you notice as well? I think it was the hospital. It seemed to be in the middle of like this massive, um, 
like <laughs> ornamental gardens. Yes, it was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just trees and hedges and all this kind of stuff for miles. Yeah, there was yeah, the kind of nurses and doctors were kind of some of them was kind of hanging out in the area. Yeah, they, and there was a know, big like a pool big pool and, and stuff like that. very strange. Um, but perfect ambush material, <laughs> ambush grounds if you're if you're a rampaging zombie army. Now again, you know these are, these are kind of supposed to be the highlights of the film because it's a. You know, it's it's a it's a gory film. That would have been the selling point back then. Let's not forget. Yeah, everyone running around being murdered in a, in, in the hospital grounds. You know, right. just a zombie gore fest. Right. This, you know, we have to remember these aren't. There's no. This isn't a serious film. This isn't a. This isn't a plot heavy movie. <laughs> People would have gone to. You know, 1980. You're talking about the year that Cannibal Holocaust came out. Mm-hmm. So, gore movies were the thing. Um, they of that time it was it was you know zombie movies were still kind of big and cannibal films were the new kind of hotness so gore was a big seller yes yeah huge seller back then um probably because people hadn't seen this kind of thing before no if you look at your sort of mainstream hollywood stuff they kind of kept the gore to a minimum didn't right they? hollywood never really kind of went in for that that was always a kind of b movie thing <clears throat> you know as in independent you know and the Italians specialised in it <clears throat> I mean they really kind of led the world in in, in outrageous violence on, on, on screen um, and the Japanese kind of followed there was a, Cannibal Hollis was huge in Japan really? for instance yeah so but yeah so it's it's one of those things when you sort of describe this movie you're kind of going over you know you're going over these highlights of uh, the, the, these scenes where people are getting gored to death and all the rest of it, but that's the movie. That's that's what it was what about. Yeah, you know, it was what it was about, and it was it was popular because Dawn of the Dead had been such a big hit. Again, this is a financial thing. Yeah, yeah. people were following the money, but it does feel pretty tired by this point. Hmm. It feels like they're going through the the motions a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not it'd much. Been, it'd been done, and you know, let's just just cash in on this. Yeah, um, you know, there's not much original going on here, apart from the ending. Well, it's not original, but it's unusual, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, no, uh, uh, the ending. The ending actually was was actually quite interesting. Right. Many of these sort of low budget films <clears> that were <throat> kind of short, abrupt, or yeah. cheap ending where you feel a little bit dissatisfied. But that's quite a strong ending in this film. Yeah, we won't give it away. Um, no. But it's not what you expect. I don't know. I don't know why they chose it. I th- I feel like they didn't know how to end the damn thing, <laughs> so they kind of went a bit left field with it. But it's not. It's not what you're expecting. No, because you know it's a zombie film. You're expecting. Well, I don't know what the hell you're expecting, but everybody gets eaten usually. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the that's the main. Uh, that's yeah. the main thing, isn't yeah. it? Um, they usually, but especially that era, it tends to be quite nihilistic. Horror films, you know. Yeah, it was sort of still, well, the tail end of the 70s, which was the dystopian, you know, yeah, yeah. morning after the night before right. kind of style of, um, you know, filmmaking, wasn't it? It's not all fluffy and rosy of the 60s. No, no, no. So, no, especially, especially in horror films. They don't tend to end well in that era. And I'm not, we're not saying it, it does, but it doesn't end the way that it it's, yeah, it's you might set assume, up. Yeah. Yeah, so we've had the attack in the hospital. Hugo gets away uh, with his wife. 
and we get this great scene where they they've they've uh, they found they find a little roadside cafe. Yeah, a roadside cafe stroke um, <coughs> sort of um, petrol garage. Right, right. <coughs> but you feel like it's more kind of quite a common rural feature in in this part of the world, and they just turn into Italians. It's great. They sit there and have a have a ca- like yeah, an espresso. It's part of everything. It's yeah. a, and it's just like a cigarette, and it's sort of very relaxed. <laughs> Well, they're Italians, come on. <laughs> but it's just great. And then, of course, the zombies turn up and it all goes to hell. So they have to sort of trudge off into the into the, <clears throat> the woods or the, the fields. And uh, you get you get this whole thing where they, they basically break down within like half an hour. She can't take it anymore. No, no. Oh, it's, it's oh, the, the world, you know, the end is nigh. And in order to sort this out... <laughs> We get the most violent scene in the whole film. Yeah, not one for the feminists. No, well, it, it just—it's the biggest bitch slap. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic, ladies and gentlemen. It's a—it's a wide—it's a, wi- a widescreen bitch slap. It's and a it, motherable bitch. Slap. It really is, and it—it it really did surprise me. <laughs> so, well, so both were surprised. Uh, it did, yeah, that was, that was a scene. That one. That yeah. was just. Like, and and let's be honest, Hugo is not the most effusive of actors. He's not. There's not much emotion written on his face. Um, bless him. I mean, you know, maybe he wasn't into this film. But <clears throat> when they write bitch slap on his on his script, he really opens oh, up. Oh gosh, he went for that one. <laughs> He's waiting for this moment. Um, and that, and that kind of brought her, brought her to her senses. Well, you know, wasn't it? It's nineteen eighty. <laughs> it's just it. Well, for some reason, it, yeah. That's how you did it. Though. That's how you did it in 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 horror films in those days. So, so they 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 end up. Um, well, they 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 wander off and into a, a fairground. There, yeah, fairground. amusement amusement park. Basically, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, big amusement park. Um, to meet their fate, and that is the final scene. And we won't tell you what happens. But I have to admit, watching it, I thought that looks a bit dodgy in places in terms of say i don't think health and safety were consulted in this movie <clears throat> i think not no yeah this was this was prior to that type of thing yeah um what you know having a, read a few bits about italian filmmaking in that period mm, well done hugo and and the rest of you because i wouldn't have fancied that no they they you know yeah it, they, they they were winging it certainly uh-huh. and, and it, it, it was a touch dangerous it and the thing is like you can kind of see that this isn't safe and it does add a sort of level of honest tension yes it does yeah because you think that yourself actually well that's actually quite dangerous yeah that that, that doesn't look safe at all especially when you get a helicopter involved yeah Yeah. let's do this thing and then make it the jet wash or or, or the the downwash downwash yeah I mean you know, you're just thinking, oh, I don't know. Yeah, one wrong move and you, you're gone. No, man, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, overall, your your experience of Nightmare City. Well, <clears throat> I'd never seen Nightmare City previously. No. I'd seen the previous classic zombie films. Uh-huh. Um, and I was thinking, yeah, this is just another zombie film. That, but uh, as you've mentioned, it's, you know, a kind of... Um, I don't know, a, a charm to it, kind of, um, I don't know how you describe uh, it, really. Yeah, there's almost an earnestness to it. Yes, yeah. It's it's like, 
You know what it's like? It's like it's like you've given like a sixteen year old his yeah. first chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if they've got that quality to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm really gonna go for it. <laughs> I haven't got you know, Daddy didn't give me much money, but I'm really gonna go for it. I'm gonna make the best zombie movie ever. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's a good uh, way of describing it. And it, I mean, honestly, that is just an artifact of, of of rush production. That's that's all that's down to. There would have been very little time to, for the script, for the filming, for makeup, for, for everything. Rehearsals, forget it. You yeah. just turn up, you know, and, and do your thing. Do your lines. Yeah. yeah okay. so, but the thing is about that, it gives a film a certain quality, um, especially when you give it to a lunatic like Umberto Lenzi. I mean, bless him. He, I don't know much about the man, but he ha- he certainly had his moments cinematically. Mm-hmm. So you know, you put it in someone in the hands of somebody like that, anything can happen. And that's the other thing as well. Watching films from this Italian films from this period, you you watch thinking, what's going to happen? Because something really mad could well happen, and it and it do- inevitably does. You know, they don't disappoint. Um, no, you kind of think in the head a little bit. We know <coughs> what this guy's MO is like. Right. <coughs> yeah, Something exactly. weird's going to happen at some point. Something crazy going to happen. Going to try and work it out, but hey, just let it wash over you, really. Yeah. No, I, hey, it is what it is. It's a cult film because it's hilarious, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, in its kind of slight awkwardness and, mm-hmm. and cheapness, yeah, that yeah. gives it a charm, yeah. certainly. But it does have an energy about it. Oh, certainly, do, yeah. It's full on, isn't it? Yeah. It is full on, and um, not in the, not in the in the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, there should be loads of action sequences of soldiers sorting out the zombies. You get none of that. You get one sequence of the major, the sl- slovenly major in the helicopter, just telling them, "Oh, they're on the ground." There's a big crowd of them. They're all running around in circles, and <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah, they've got extras in the field as they just run around. Really. They just they, they've they've put an ad. I mean, you know what's happened? They've put an advert at the local college. Students turn up on Saturday. You get your two lira, run around for a couple of hours, off you go. And that's what it looks like. You know, it doesn't particularly look like a, a, a zombie uh, apocalypse. It's just like I don't know, twenty people running around <laughs> in the field. Yeah, right. But, but that, okay, no, that's part of its charm. That is part of its charm. So yeah, if you're looking for something. I would say if you're looking for like a a proper nihilistic zombie movie, look elsewhere. Yeah. But if you want a kind of taste of crazy uh, sort of end of days, I mean end of days in terms of the Italian film industry, this is when things started to go pretty weird and you know crazy. Mm-hmm. This is not a bad place to start, I would say. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it should be in your sort of zombie viewing collection. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it, if you want the sort of you know something a bit light-hearted, um, but still entertaining. The thing is, you see, there are other zombie films of that period that are really boring. Yeah, maybe they take themselves too seriously. Take themselves too seriously, or are just so dirt cheap and so bad mm. that you know, Zombie Lake is a notorious one. Um, they're just two hours of utter bloody tedium. I wouldn't say Nightmare City is that at all. I think it's, no, it had its moments. Certainly. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a bit of fun. Not one for the kiddies, but yeah, yeah, okay. yeah teenagers upwards, really. Right, yeah, right. So um, yeah, so there you go, Nightmare City. Nightmare City. Ah! Dino, 
Oh, I don't want us to die. They're all around us, everywhere, everywhere. They're all around. God help us all. Right, so there you go. That's uh, episode four in the bag. Done and dusted. Yeah. So uh, what have we got next week, Gary? An excellent question, Andy. Next week we embark on a thrilling journey into the realm of Hong Kong action cinema. Prepare yourselves for the mind-bending spectacle that is Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Get ready to witness the unparalleled action, the larger-than-life characters, and the jaw-dropping martial arts splatter sequences that have made this film a cult favourite. Right, so we got uh, Story of Ricky. Have you seen this one? Again, no. Right. Kind of... Um, I don't want to say too much about this one, actually. Okay. It's an action movie. I'm liking it already. Uh, martial arts. Even more. Um, kind of lays it on quite thick with the gore okay. and the violence. You're selling it to me. Yeah, but not... <sighs> Not kind of in a in a in a sort of dark way. It's um it's a comic book basically. Mm, okay. So yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see how we get on with that next week. Looking forward to it. All right. So um so we'll see you next week, folks. Take care. All right. Say good night, Gary. My name is not Gary. I am a HAL nine thousand advanced computer. Good night, flesh sacks. Thank you for joining us for another mind-bending episode of the Cinefreak Show. Remember to visit us at cinefreakco.uk. And don't forget to send in your feedback to Gary at cinefreakco.uk. This has been a Cinefreak production, your favorite for all things weird and wonderful in the world of classic cult cinema. Good night, carbon-based life forms.